Welcome to the People's Church Sermoncast. You can join us for our live worship services on Sundays at 10 a.m. People's Church is located at the corner of Mill Plain and Andreessen in Vancouver, Washington. Please visit our website at peoplesvancouver.church to learn more about our community and how you can get involved. And now for this week's sermon. You're listening to the sermon cast from People's Church of Vancouver, Washington. You're invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We're located at 6801 East Mill Plain Boulevard in Vancouver, Washington. For more information, visit us at peopleschurchvancouver.org. Now for this week's sermon. Some years ago, in the fifth grade, about this time of the year... We were marching out on the grounds due to the teacher not appreciating our wonderful fifth grade humor. (laughs) We did that often back then. And, uh, but uh, other times, praise the Lord. Peace. Shalom. Shalom. Has a unique meaning. I want to share with you today about peace and its impact upon all of us. When we turn in our Bibles this morning to Luke chapter 2, and we read the story of um, Jesus' birth, and the angel coming down and speaking to the shepherds, and saying to them, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Many people have misunderstood this, and I want to bring some clarity with the work of the Holy Spirit today, to our minds and hearts about this wonderful passage because it is very, very important to every one of us. As Christians, we are not perfected. We have not been transformed yet. We are still in our earthly bodies. We still struggle. We still have fears. We still have anxiety. We have disease. We have death. We have so many things. So what is the difference? Through it all, we can have the peace that passes all understanding. That is the peace that the angel is proclaiming to these shepherds. We know it's not about peace in the earth because there have been wars and all kinds of horrendous things that have happened since that time. So what is the angel, his decree of peace on earth? It is the peace that is made when we come to the Lord Jesus yes, Christ And that we're changed. And from that, we draw that wonderful peace that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And we must never forget that. Then there is the word goodwill. A little boy was asked, he says, what what, what does the word goodwill to you mean? He says, well, it means like when my dad, my mom was gone for a week. We, We didn't know where she was and she was lost and... And the, the police came to the door and they said to, the, uh, to my dad, they said, uh, Mr. Jones said, your wife has been gone for a week. We have looked in every possible corner. We've checked every, followed up on everything and said, we don't give uh, a, a lot of hope. And uh, the boy said, and, and the man said to the little boy, he says, well, what did your dad do? He said, well, he says, uh, they don't give a lot of hope. So I better go back down to Goodwill and buy back her clothes. (laughs) 
<laughs> kind of the reversal of <laughs> prepare for the worst, he said. So he went down and bought her clothes. The Old Testament is full of prophecies that illuminate the Bible. The prediction of all kinds of things. If you've never done that, that's a great study. I remember the first time I went through it, it, it impacted me so much. I was in college, and I was in an English class where it was a writing class. And I loved to write and do things, and so I took that, all those prophecies, and I broke them down and put it into a format and turned it in. And my Jewish uh, teacher, Mrs. Goldstein, loved it. She was uh, Jewish by, by uh, uh, birth, and she was Catholic by religion, and she was agnostic by whatever else you want to attach to it. And so she had all this background, and yet she had no peace. And she read this, and she said, I never knew this. And I uh, sat and I talked to her for an hour in her office about Jesus, about the fulfillment of the prophecy, that God had orchestrated this well before the foundation of the earth. And from Genesis to uh, all the way up to the New Testament, all of these prophecies that unto him would be the gathering of the people, that the blind would see and the lame would walk, and that uh, upon him was the chastisement of our peace. We talk about peace today. Do you realize that Jesus took our chastisement upon him that we might have his peace? Isn't that beautiful? Praise the Lord. So the world's idea of peace is much different. You remember when Ronald Reagan said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Well, I'm here to proclaim something greater than the wall there. It was the wall that separated you and me from Jesus Christ's Father. And when he tore down the wall, the Ephesians tells us, he tore down the wall, the partition that separated us from us in our wicked works and made us now one with the Father. Isn't that great? We are one with the Father through Jesus' sacrifice. And so the world has this concept that peace is about negotiating trade deals, doing this, doing that. When, when what we know peace to be that the angel described was the relationship now that we can have with the Heavenly Father. You know, many people think that this is just talking in general. Oh, God bless. Oh, yeah, God's blessing. There's a lot of people we call it universalism. Everybody's going to heaven. Everybody's basically good. The Bible doesn't say that. In fact, we're going to read some verses today. I want you to get the impact of what God says. You were before Christ. And if you are not a Christian, if you haven't begun your walk with the Lord, you'll especially want to hear this this morning because I've got good news for you. And so we look at Ephesians chapter uh, 2, and if you'll turn over there, we, in fact, it was interesting, we were reading this the other day, in the, and I encourage you, if you can make it to the Friday morning Bible class here, it's just wonderful. I've been here a number of times, and I'm always fed and nourished and blessed at the uh, at that Bible study, so I encourage you on Friday morning to come out. But Ephesians, or Ephesians chapter two here, and uh, I ran off without my Bible, so here I am with all these uh, things in here to guide me along here. So hang in there with me for a moment. Ephesians two. Once you were dead, doomed forever because of your many sins, you used to live just like the rest of the world, full of sin, obeying Satan the mighty prince of the power of the air. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. 
All of us used to live that way. Notice that term. All of us used to live that way. Following the passions and desires of our evil nature, we were born with an evil nature and we were under God's anger just like everyone else. God is not God is angry at those that are unjust that don't receive his son. God wants a relationship with you. He wants a relationship with me. And here Paul tells us some alarming things about God. We are enemies of God until we come to Christ. We are in separation from him. There is a wall between us and him. In fact, Paul tells the Romans, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's the condition of the lost. You are in a state where God is angry with you and yet he loves you. Have you uh, been angry with your children but you still love them? Yes, we do. God loves, but he also is angry. It says, but God in his so rich in mercy and loved us so very much that even while we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's special favor that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and we are seated with him in heavenly realms, all because we are one with Christ Jesus. And so God can always point to us as examples of the incredible wealth of his favor and kindness toward us, as shown in all he has done for us through Christ Jesus. God saved you by his special favor when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So that we can do the things he planned for us long ago. I think I shared this little illustration. It's worth sharing again. A number of years ago. In my church where I was pastoring, one of the uh, 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 families uh, called me and said, my mother, 20 uh, miles away in Ventura, is dying. And we'd like to see if you could come over and, and pray with her and talk to her. I said, yes, I'd be glad to. And they said, she's not, she's not a Christian. She was uh, brought up in, the, in Catholicism as we were, and she has never received the truth, but she's very, very religious. I said, okay. So I went over, and here was this little lady, all withered away up in her 90s. And I said to her, Mary, do you, re- you know who I am? She says, yes, you're Pastor Charlie. And so we talked for a little bit, and I said, Mary, I said, uh, are you going to heaven? And she said, oh, yes. And I said, why? She says, well, I've been a good person all my life. I said, oh, Mary, heaven's not for good people. She looked at me, and she said, well, what do you mean by that? I said, heaven is a place prepared for those that have been forgiven through Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus had to die on the cross because we had sinned and we were born. And I began to read her some passages like this. And she got tears in her eyes and she says, why didn't the priest ever tell me this? And I said, you have a Bible? See, I never like to knock other people's churches in back. So I talked to her and I said, the responsibility is on us. God has come out. But you know, now you know this. And by receiving Jesus as your personal Savior and confessing your sins to him, you can be saved. And she took my hand, her little bony hand in mine, and I prayed her through to salvation. And when we got done, the joy, it was like a light bulb lit up in her face. 
Her family was weeping in the background. They were just so blessed. The next day, Mary went on, and she went to heaven. But she couldn't do anything to get there. It was all done through the cross of Christ Jesus. Where is my peace? Where is my shalom? It's found at the cross. And there as I look upon the bleeding, dying, suffering Savior who's been whipped and beaten and mocked and spit upon his beard pulled and the crown of thorns plotted upon his head as he hangs there and he says, it is finished. My salvation was finished right there then. Amen. Amen. Three days later, he rises from the dead, glorious, and there's my peace. We're not even affected by death. In fact, we look forward to it because we know that if we die, we're in the presence of the Lord. There's a wonderful thing there. Our peace now has been made complete. And this Christmas season ought to be that time when we explain to people what the word peace on earth means. It means that you have the peace that passes all understanding that only comes through your Lord and Savior. And his birth was the fulfillment of God's plan ever since the beginning of the world. There was a uh, there was a, a couple, you know, a lot of times couples get into situations or friends, you know, people get into situations where we have anger or frustration or we just don't get along. I have a couple of people in my life that, oh, it is, I've had, oh, the Lord has put them there, I know, to teach me patience. I thought... Haven't I already been to this school? Haven't I already passed? Lord, you're bringing me through it again. Oh, and it's so difficult for me to sit there with them and listen to them go on and on and on. And uh, some of the things that they say, and I just, it's, anybody know somebody like that? It, it's just difficult. I am, I'm in my sinful nature. I, I said, Lord, I need more love. I, I, help me because I just don't have it. And you know, Lord's so good. He says, I'll give you some and I, I'm, I'm better now. I'm not 100%, but uh, I'm better. But I heard this story the other day that I thought was, that was worthy of sharing, and it was about this couple, and they were, they were up in their years, but the man was he still, he was a farmer, and he would go out and he would take his mule out, and he would plow the field and do all the stuff that farmers do to make their crops work, and uh, says that uh, him and his wife, it just got so bad after 50 years of marriage, it, he just, he got to where he wouldn't come in at lunch. He would just stay out with his mule and work in the field. And so his wife decided, well, I'm just going to make his lunch and take it out there to him. So she got his lunch all together, put it on a wheelbarrow, and rolled it clear out in the middle of the, of the North 40 where he was working. And while he was there and he, he was eating his lunch, she got up to take the wheelbarrow back and she bumped the mule and he reared up and he kicked her in the head and she died right on the spot in the field. And so at the funeral, fast forward at the funeral, after the funeral was over, the ladies came to him one by one there and uh, the men were were waiting their turn, but uh, they went to this this grieving man and they said they were saying things to him and he, he kept saying he would nod, yes, 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 every woman come through there. And then the men came, and one of the men said, um, I noticed that when the ladies came through here, you were nodding yes all the time. And when the men came here, you were nodding no. What was that all about? He says, well, he says, when the ladies came through, they said, isn't her hair beautiful? 
doesn't she look uh, doesn't she look nice in that favorite dress she had and he said yes 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 he said but when the men come through he said each one of them asked me is that mule for sale <laughs> not a bad one <laughs> sometimes the Lord works in mysterious ways to give us our peace was the thought of that <laughs> Jeremiah 29.11, a favorite verse that we many of us know and can quote. For I know the plans I have for you to do you good and not evil. Amen. Do you know the Lord has plans for you? He does. There's times in my life when I've wondered, Lord, are you finished with me yet? Are you done with me? And yet the Lord is so gracious and merciful and good that he keeps opening doors. I was just thinking the other day, uh, while uh, Pastor was going to pick up Grace... That uh, uh, it's been 21 years since my first trip to Russia, where I preached in the maximum security there, and how so many men came forward and received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and got saved, and some of them called to the ministry. I thought, oh, Lord, you're so good. It's just so wonderful to look back and see these wonderful experiences you've allowed me to. To have my friend come up the street and invite me to his church, and, and to be in a Pentecostal, full gospel church. Uh, that we could worship, and I witnessed growing up seeing people go to the front and pray and, 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 and seek God and the revivals and the guest speakers that moved hearts and lives, and then to uh, end up being in ministry class there and preparing for the ministry. All the, I wouldn't give that up for all the lottos in the world. God's been so good. And if you allow him and you press towards him, he will open doors that you never thought were possible. Yes, amen. Praise the Lord. Your peace has everything to do with you focusing in on Jesus. That Another passage there in Isaiah 52, 7 says this. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the one who brings good news, who announces peace and brings good news of happiness. Do you want good news of happiness? Do you want the blessings? It's through the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah 26, 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Listen to this. Someone says, Is there a perfect peace that you can get? Yes, there is. Here's how you do it. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. It's as I concentrate, not on my problems and situations, but as I look to the Prince of Peace. And worship in the midst of my situations, in the midst of my anxieties, in the midst of my fears and my doubts and my struggles and my failures and what other people have said or done unto me or my particular situation, no matter what it is. As I look to him, his peace never changes. It's always there for me. Yes, it is. He will calm your storm. He'll allow you to walk out on it. You will be blessed. You will have shalom in your life if you will keep your eyes focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the one that's broken down the walls of partition that separated you from God's blessings. There's our wonderful peace. The angel came and said that, and so many people today are so confused over that. They think, oh, we're going to have peace if the Christians will just pray. We'll get peace in these nations. No, we won't. Jesus said that in this world you're going to have tribulation. But be encouraged because I've overcome the world. Our peace overcame the world. There it is.
And there, there will be wars and rumors of wars until the Lord comes. But our peace will always remain. Praise the Lord. Can you say praise the Lord for that? What peace that is. Then we finish up this morning by Paul's admonition to whatsoever things are beautiful and perfect, and if there be any good thing in it, think on these things. We need to control our thoughts because you know what? Constantly you and I are being bombarded with the negative and stuff that is not Christian and not even right. The Lord sent a young man into my life here a few months ago. In fact, his name is Christian. It's funny. And he had a Christian background growing up, but he got away from the Lord. And uh, he's, I don't know why, but the Lord, well, I do know why, but uh, the Lord sent him into my life, and he comes and helps, and he does all kinds of things. When I was down with COVID, he texted me, and he said, is there anything I can bring you? Because uh, I couldn't get out of the house. I couldn't only get off the couch for two weeks. And I said, I could use some insure. The doctor recommended my son is at work, and I can't get it. About an hour later, he showed up with a whole, not, not a six-pack, a whole case of insure. I couldn't eat anything for almost a week, and I was just down. In fact, I thank those of you that have come to me and said you prayed so much when I was down. And uh, I never had a headache and never had anything. I just didn't have any energy. I just couldn't hardly get up off the couch. I couldn't hardly get into bed. And then I was up on a Sunday morning. I'll never forget. I was trying to walk to the bathroom, and I was holding a wall. I was going to the bathroom. And the Lord said, I've sent it out of your body. And I thought, well, you know, I'm a little delirious here with this. And from that point on, I began to get better. Good. Within a week, within a week, I was out running my truck and picking up food for the, the homeless and all those people. In fact, I went that morning, Lady, she said uh, to me, she says, Charlie, she said, uh, are you up to this? I said, yeah, I feel like, and I did. I just, my energy just went through the roof. I just had all this energy a week later. And I picked up about 1,600 pounds that I loaded in the back of my truck. And I waddled that old truck on down and, and unloaded it and was there that week. And everybody was amazed. And it was just a glorious blessing. He was my peace in the midst of all of that. Whether we live or die, we are Christ. Amen. We are risen with him through the resurrection that he had. We are alive in Christ because of his life. We have glorious peace at the Christmas time because of the Jesus that came down and became our peace. Amen. God is so good. He is our peace. He is our shalom. Never forget what he did when he broke that wall down and brought us together. If that doesn't give you peace, nothing will. I'm saved for eternity because of what he did, not what I can do, what he did. Amen. He is our peace. And we know that Isaiah 53 talks about that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. Amen. You believe God for healing? Yeah, not just good thoughts and all oh, God's good and I'm a Christian. No, we believe in the miraculous. Why? Because we have a miraculous God. I remember listening to Donald Gray Barnhouse many years ago when I was training in the ministry class at our church. And I had some tapes and I was listening to it. And he said, if Jesus didn't perform miracles, it would have been a miracle. Because he is a miracle. He produces miracles. You have a God that you can have your rest in and your peace in confidently and, and, and receive that wonderful grace that comes with the peace because he's paid everything for it. 
I love that song. It says, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Amen. Praise the Lord. Would you like to stand with me this morning? If you still have not received the Lord and you haven't begun your walk with him, I want to invite you to come uh, and receive the Lord Jesus this morning. It's so simple. He's already done it. The table is spread. All you have to do is sit down and partake of what he has given for you. Your shalom is here. And there's no, your, your time of distress and worry and anxiety and fear can all depart when you know that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that Jesus is there. The peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts by Christ Jesus, Paul says. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your wonderful peace that rolls over our souls in the midst of all these circumstances that you said would come upon the earth. Let not your heart be troubled. We believe in you. We trust you, Father, for your son Jesus, that wonderful guiding peace, Lord, that encompasses the sick person in the hospital, that comforts those that have uh, lost a loved one, that that comfort that tells us when we've lost a job that uh, our peace is you. You are the provider, not the company, not the job, not the world. We have this wonderful peace hidden in earthen vessels. We thank you for it, Father. You broke down the middle wall of partition that separated us. When we in our wicked minds and hearts were following after the course of this world, you reached down in your love and you picked us up. We thank you for this. Oh, Lord, we thank you for peace. Thank you when parties are separated and there's anguish and uh, there's uh, uh, problems, Lord. We can bring you in as peace brings two parties together. And Lord, we thank you for this. We pray this morning, Lord, those that are suffering this morning from various uh, situations in their life will look up even now and say, Lord, you are my peace. You are my shalom. And we thank you for this. You make things right. And most of all, you give me the confidence in you. You are my peace. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Amen, Pastor.